0: And welcome to the R Jackson Home podcast. This week we are joined by me. Um, Katie suggested that for the hundredth episode of the R Jackson Home podcast, uh, someone interview me. And so I'd like to welcome Dan Drogosh to the, the show as the first person to host an episode other than me in about 70 episodes. So yes. so Dan, take hey it away.
1: Everyone. Hey everyone. Um, well this is kind of this is awesome to be able to do this. Uh, we're turning the tables on Kevin. He is sitting in a chair, he's not used to sitting, and uh, he's talking about himself for once, not someone else. But uh, like I said, 100th episode here of our Jackson Home Podcast, and uh, excited to hear about Kevin. I guess we'll get right into it.
0: So Kevin, um, how did you get to Jackson? So it was a dark and stormy night in (laughs) 1988. Um, No, I'm just kidding, I'm not going to go for that break. I uh, I grew up in Southern Illinois, and um, I, I... Felt like at the time that the Lord wanted me to be a pastor, and my youth pastor actually went to Union, and he's from Southern Illinois. There's a strong Southern Illinois connection. <laughs> yeah, uh, and North. Yeah, and actually at my church, I go to First Baptist, and this Sunday we welcomed yet another um, person from Southern Illinois as a member into our church. So there's like 20 of us or 30 of us at my church that are just from Southern Illinois, and like within wow. a within a 15, 20-mile radius. It's super weird. But So my youth pastor, Toby, went to Union uh, in 88 and 89, and actually you know about the time I was born. And, um, <laughs> but uh, thinking that's what I was going to be, and so I wanted to study that. Uh, checked out Union. Checked out a couple other colleges, but Union just felt right and uh, came here in fall of 2007. So graduated high school in 2006. Two thousand seven, transferred into Union as a sophomore, nice. and uh, during that time started to like Jackson. But um, after I graduated, I really uh, fell in love with the city. Uh, after my first year, I worked at Rifa as a volunteer coordinator, and as a volunteer coordinator at a nonprofit in town, you get to see the town in a very different way than most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, you are not trying to sell something to someone, really. You are people are usually coming to you and. You meet people from all different walks of life. You meet people from all over town. And I also did a lot of furniture pickups when I was there uh, and and donation pickups. And so I drove all over this community uh, from from East Jackson to North Jackson out to Bemis. Like I really saw a lot of parts of the city. And and through meeting the people and seeing the city and, and spending two more years in nonprofits after that, I really... Started to fall in love with Jackson mm-hmm. in the Jackson area. Uh, and then, of course, my wife um, worked here during that time as well. And uh, we did look at a few other opportunities um, outside of Jackson no. uh, <laughs> back in the day. Um, she recently published a Stay 731 article that I highly recommend. It definitely didn't make me tear up. <laughs> um, but there was an opportunity to go work at a school in Mayfield, Kentucky. and uh, they turned me down and I'm super glad they did one because they went out of business Um, but two uh, that really focused us on staying here and um, started to work in the community and uh, community's been very good to us so great
1: well that that leads me to my next question Um, what do you do here in Jackson Um, obviously (laughs) as the host of our Jackson Home Podcast but there's one other thing I think you can talk to Kevin is a the founder of Adelsberger Marketing, yeah. and um, I think his experience with interacting with the community here has been what's made him so successful in this. And uh, Kevin, tell us more about your your vision and why you've decided to start
0: Adelsberger Marketing. So, um, the, the, the shorter answer is uh, I was at a nonprofit that mm-hmm. was firing everybody, and I figured I was next on the list. <laughs> the chopping block. Yeah, and so um, I made that decision for them and I quit. And my wife supported you know we talked and we don't do anything without talking to each other and um, and and getting each other on the same page and my wife is pretty risk averse but she was on board with this of have given this a shot and um, and so she knew that meant she was gonna have to continue to work full-time for a while um, while I worked like a crazy man to try to get a business started I took on a part-time job and um, and Really, it was something that I had done on the side. I uh, was the marketing manager at that nonprofit. <clears throat> I had a friend who, at the time, owned a restaurant called the Burrito Meal, which many, you yeah. know, rest in peace Burrito <laughs> Meal, um, because it's it's no longer here. And I was not working with it when it closed, so it's not. I don't take blame for that. But um, you know, learn. I designed my first business card with Pages, nice. um, which is a word processing application, and it's. It's, if I look back at it now, it's super embarrassing that I put <laughs> that out to public. But, um, so I started doing that kind of stuff on the side and, and then um, and actually Carl and Angel Jones, um, who many listeners may know from uh, Premier Place catering um, and festivities and festivities, they um, were starting their restaurant. And I had met her at a meeting that they were quoting catering an event that I was managing and, and someone told her that I did websites because uh, I'd done one for my wife, and then one for me. <laughs> and um, and so when they launched Say Grace, that was open for a little while, um, I did their logo and their website, and they paid me money to do it. And it was at that point I realized, people will pay me money to do this. I can make a go at this. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was about that time that things were falling apart at the nonprofit. So made the jump, and I wouldn't do it the same way today. I would advise, and I do advise people when they're start, thinking about starting a business, to... Thing I tell them is to bring the boat closer to the dock, uh, which means start making revenue, yeah, uh, and prove it. Um, and I didn't do that enough, but the Lord has blessed and the I business. Think it worked is, out. It, it's worked out great. Um, and really, by the time of the first Christmas, and a, and a good part of that, there's you know, set, there's a bunch of elements that have bled into that. Like the first one, I want to draw attention to is the co. Like the co opened like weeks before weeks like. It was a good time. It right was now. about the same time as I quit my job as the co-opened. And uh, my wife and I were like, $75 a month. I don't know if we can afford that. Because, <laughs> you know, I didn't make any money. Uh, fortunately, we're pretty fiscally conservative. And so I felt like it would be good for my business. Uh, and so joined the, the, like, I quit on a Friday. And then on a Monday, I was here working. And it was a, it's been a huge blessing. And, and my two first big customers um camp voyager in minnesota and turner pet cremation yeah i remember those um i know way too much about pet cremation (laughs) and i'm okay with it uh were referred to me by william at sodium halogen and um because of those two first two customers by christmas time you know what three four months later we knew that this was probably going to be very successful and that quickly, we knew that this wasn't something I needed to quit doing and go get a real job again. Mm-hmm. I could keep trying to do this. Um, and so sometime last year, at, right after the three-year mark, which is when most small businesses die, something switched in my head that switched from being survival mode mm-hmm. to uh, how big can I build this thing, um, awesome. which is a lot of fun. But the reason we're here on the podcast right now is because um, I got involved with R. Jackson Home. So um, Jim Wilhelm and Luke Pruitt were doing a podcast. They were posting it on YouTube, and <laughs> it was hard to listen to, and I felt bad for them. The early days. The early days, and I was like, this is not a way to do a podcast. And I had never launched a podcast before, and I listened to podcasts, and um, I said, I saw what R. Jackson Home could be. Yep. And I said, I want to be involved with this because – my goal is to position myself as the marketer for the next generation in Jackson. And I thought if I get in on the ground floor with our Jackson home, uh, and do a good job with it, like that will do that for me. Yeah. And so I traded Luke a logo and, uh, <laughs> did a logo and I did a website, um, and helped them get the web, get the podcast online on iTunes and, nice. and stuff like that and help them with some of that basic stuff. And, and, and it, then it turned into me and Jim and Luke and Anthony, and we all had shares. And um, but all of us were doing our own things, and so we ended up kind of selling it for a dollar to the co. And mm-hmm. so uh, during that time, so by the time I was twenty, so I was twenty-six when I launched my business. Um, and so while I was twenty-six, or it was, maybe it was twenty-seven, I had uh, completed a corporate takeover because we bought someone else's blog when we were <laughs> at our Jackson home, and then we sold. R. Jackson home, so I would completed my first corporate takeover and I would sold my first business, even if it was just for a dollar. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was a literal dollar. It was a literal dollar. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> there was some other things involved with that, but but yes, it yeah. was a literal dollar, and uh, and that was pretty fun. And then we went and had lunch at um, Sec- uh, Asia Garden afterwards. Yeah. And uh, we kind celebrated. of celebrated. We, we celebrated and kind of commiserated that this was coming to an end. You spent more than a dollar. <laughs> we sure did. Um, but it's really good food at Asia Garden. And, uh, and and in my mind, I saw the scene from Ocean's Eleven when they all kind of stand at the fountain and they all just kind of walk off at a time. So, oh, yeah. So we, uh, we uh, subconsciously, I think, kind of left at slightly different times so that we could... Mm-hmm. M- make that happen so so that's how we got involved there and then and from there you know when we got when katie howerton took over and and you know did the branding and did the website and and started killing it with the magazine and um i the rest of our all of our roles kind of changed and um and so i moved into hosting the podcast and i've been doing that for i think it's it's been at 50 or 60 episodes now and uh it's been a lot of fun so and the reason, you know, I tell people I just do it for kicks and giggles, mm-hmm. um, which I do. But it's also been very great for um, getting to meet people in Jackson. like
1: And understand how local businesses work.
0: Well, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I've had so many interesting people on here. Um, that, And there's some that, you know, I didn't know some of, uh, a good number of them beforehand. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of my favorite moments are the off-mic conversations that happen. Um, you know, one time we had someone, co- uh, confess to a felony on podcasts. I edit that out. Um, you know, it's just, you never know what's going to happen in a, in a room like this. And, you know, you, upcoming episodes will have a Supreme Court justice of the state of Tennessee on, um, you know, that's, you know, they don't She do wasn't,
1: anything. she wasn't the one with the felony, was she? <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: And it's a he, and he, um, now he did have a woman with him. And I think that's where you're remembering. You. But, but, uh, no, they, uh, you know, they don't do a lot of interviews. Yeah. Uh, cause they have a lot of rules to keep up with, but for whatever reason, Judge Page was like, yeah, I'll do that. And, cool. you know, we've had, uh, chamber people on and we've had politicians on and we've had local business owners on. And, um, you know, there's a lot of places that are cool places to live, but the most important part of any of them is the people. Mm-hmm. And in this role, I get to have fun conversations with, um, some of the coolest people in the city
1: yeah no i i think the same thing of podcasts from awesome them is like what a cool opportunity to get some uh, some serious one-on-one time with with folks who have something interesting to say um and that's why we've turned the tables on you it's your turn um all right i've got some questions going back to when you took over as a pod as the host of the podcast what what are some things that you you didn't know at the time but learned the hard way we, we heard from Mark Taylor today at the co-makeshift um, series, and it, he talked a lot about his, he called them trials, um, not failures, but the, what was one thing early on that you, you did, and you're like, oh, I don't need to do that again.
0: Well, uh, let me just say, it's really hard to be the audio engineer and the host. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, there's been several episodes where my, the audio quality has not been very good um and i take full responsibility for that but at the same time as trying to host you're trying to pay attention to the client or to the to the person who's who's answering the questions and and it's difficult and so i haven't always been the best audio engineer i've tried to get better mm-hmm. um but i can't i'm not that good um but you know in business there's the other side of my life there's there's so many things that i can do better um and one of them is just being spread too thin yeah so so one of my themes this year is the year of infrastructure so sounds crazy but um, my goal is to build up systems underneath me that hopefully will allow me to breathe breathe and not have (laughs) not have Kevin do everything in the business so and so what that looks like is um, Ricky Santos joined me on January 1 as a part time employee Um, and I've been keeping him busy for the first oh gosh almost two full months now so that's Part of my worries, like, am I gonna have enough for him to do? And uh, I need him to work a few more hours this week. Like, so um, that's been a big thing. And uh, and managing my time has always been something that I've been pretty good at. And as an entrepreneur, that comes in a lot of handy. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, but I just need to get better at that and work a few a few few fewer Saturdays um, and spend some more time with my wife would be would be things that would be good for oh. me to do
1: no i think i think we can all attest to that um well so our jackson home i mean it, where do you see are you are you hoping to keep it local or, or really just expand beyond jackson
0: no i mean I, it's in the name yeah um our jackson home now we've inv- i've interviewed people sometimes that maybe that live right around jackson but you know i never, never expect this to be a giant podcast you know like Mm. Part of the nature of it is that it's really exclusive to, uh, about 65,000 people who might find it interesting. And of that 65,000, probably about five really find it interesting, (laughs) like not 5,000, five people. Five people. Um, and, uh, fortunately I know my wife listens to it. I know Sean Daly listens to it. And there's a guy who's been coming to the makeshift events that, uh, and he may be listening and I believe his name is Joel. Joel. I uh, said, are you the podcast guy? And uh, and, I, and I said, I guess in this context, I am. So in the... In, All
1: your marketing efforts have led to one thing. Yeah, the I'm the podcast, podcast guy.
0: <laughs> are you the small business marketing guy? No. no. No, I'm the podcast guy. And don't mishear me. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. Both times at makeshift, super weird. Twice at makeshift, people are like... He's the podcast guy, right? <laughs> Which I love because I listen to hours of podcasts a week. Yeah.
1: Left. What What are some other ones you listen to?
0: Oh, there's there's a lot. Um, so the Happy Rant with uh, Barnabas Piper and another local Ted Cluck, um, and uh, another host. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a podcast by reformed Christians who make fun of reformed Christians. So, um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's a little specific. And then uh, I listen to probably three or four marketing podcasts a week Mm -hmm. uh, just to stay up on the game. Um, And then I also listen to, you know, something like Crime Town, which is a lot of fun. When do you listen to podcasts? While you're in the car or... No. So I get up real early every morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Too early. I get up, so it changes. I've not been good the last two weeks. I hurt my back a couple weeks ago and I'm still getting back into the routine. But I get up at like 4.30 every morning and, uh, and go run and listen to podcasts while I do that. And I really just run so I can listen to podcasts because running is not that enjoyable.
1: I'm with you on that one.
0: But uh, it gives me an opportunity to get ahead of my day and and get some knowledge. And so, you know, Planet Money, Cortex, Hello Internet, um, you know, uh, 99% Invisible. There's a bunch more that I listen to, but those are all really good ones. And so I think podcasting is... And voice technology. I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan, as oh, yeah. as you know, um, and many people do know that. Um, big fan, but he's a he's going all in on voice moving forward, and so even things like Anchor, um, who recently changed its platform um, to be a podcasting platform instead of a social media app, which you know I'm talking about Anchor, and like one person listening knows what Anchor is, and that's Tom Miners if he's listening. <laughs> but um, you know, there's people who are making strides to make. Podcasting even easier because um, right now it's kind of a clinky process to get something online. Uh, Anchor just changed that, and and you know when you think about things like Alexa skills and um, the capabilities of Siri um, and other voice Google Home things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just probably activated someone's device somewhere, but like that is where we're going because you can do voice when you're not when you're doing other things. Mm -hmm. You can't really do video and drive. You shouldn't do video and drive. You can't do video. You can kind of do video and clean dishes, but you have to have somewhere to put the video. You can't really do video and run unless you're at the gym, and I don't like running on a treadmill. Um, And so, you know, voice gives you something, gives you access to something that you would not have otherwise. There's a fun app called Narrow that, uh, or Naro, I don't know how it's pronounced, but you can have a, an article on your phone and send it to it and it will auto, a robot will Read narrate it. it and add it to your podcast feed. Awesome. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of things happening that are pushing more things to audio. Oh, I would actually use that. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, it's a little bit, it's a robotic voice, but, yeah. you know, it's free. Microsoft Sam. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Um, and so it's, you know, there's a lot of neat things happening with voice and, and I hope, you know, I hope more people listen to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. Um, but if they don't, you know, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Well, I listen to podcasts
1: quite a bit. And my one critique, or maybe it's just the, the habit that I've created when I listen to them, is I'm always doing something. And when I hear a, a good fact or a point, I wish there was a better feature on podcast apps or, or within the, the podcast itself that it would let you remember the last ten or save the last ten seconds mm. as a snippet. Mm. So you can go back and, and, and kinda of pull more data points, but yeah. it requires very little on your end to it's not like you're having to retype what they said.
0: Yeah, so uh, I love a podcast app called Overcast. Okay. Um it's great for a couple of reasons, but you can actually share like, certain segments. You can share from that timestamp so um, so like if I'm sharing it to a friend I can share the whole episode or I can share to a specific time stamp. other thing, good things about Overcast is like it has a smart speed technology so let's say we're talking right now mm-hmm. and I ask you a question and there's just silence and then you start answering it will cut all those silences out wow and there's more of them in a conversation than you would think mm-hmm. um, and so that like over the first week it had added like an hour to my podcast time like oh, it was you
1: mean, uh, took, took an hour away
0: it it gave me an hour of more podcasts because of how much time it had saved. I also listen to things at quicker speeds than normal, but yeah. Um, so yes, you can send that link. To yeah. We're We're not sponsored by any of these. <laughs> no, no, but uh, Overcast is free. Oh, there you go. And you can get it, but you can pay the the designers, you know, like a donation or whatever. But nice, nice But when nice. you're listening to as many podcasts as I do, yeah. you want to do it as an efficient manner as possible. Oh yeah,
1: I think it's um, for those of you guys who know who know Kevin. Um, I think he's one of the most diligent workers um, that I've gotten to witness here at the Co um, I, I want to ask you you've got some methods in terms of like working for 20 minutes taking a break yeah um, are you have you found the one that works amazingly or are you still um, researching experimenting
0: so I realized um, about a year into working that my, for myself, that mm-hmm. the amount of income I can generate is based on my productivity yep. until I build up enough people underneath me. And so I spent a lot of time thinking about productivity. And so one of the things that I've done is, uh, what Dan was referencing is a, uh, Pomodoro timer, which is, you can set forward various times of length and then various breaks. And so, um, I have a Pomodoro timer that's built into my Google, uh, Chrome, um, it's an extension in Google Chrome and for 25 minutes it blocks out distracting websites um, like Facebook and Twitter and uh, Reddit and... What about pop
1: ups like, on your computer?
0: It... No, it uh, just it, websites? Just websites. Yep. Um, and uh, it will then allow them during the five-minute break period um, which has been super critical but I'm always trying new things.
1: Alright everyone we're going to head to a break um, so stay tuned but uh, from our front porch to yours this is our Jackson Holland. Good job Dan. guys we're back with our jackson holmes podcast uh we've got kevin adelsberger here with adelsberger's marketing and the guy behind the mic uh typically but uh, today it's me um unfortunately no (laughs) no um so we're gonna jump right back into the podcast stuff
0: Uh, i'm curious how do you how do you select the people that you interview so um Usually, I've got a running list that I keep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about systems as we kind of talked about, and I've got a running list that I keep and, and try to invite people and um, most people, when I ask them, sh- for some reason say yes and show up. I don't understand. <laughs> I but, think everyone likes to talk about themselves a little bit. That could be it. And, um, but then also there's uh, I've got some people who've never responded. A couple mm-hmm. of people bailed on me, but I, I've always trying to keep They're missing out. Yeah, I try to, we record them every, we release them every other week, and so I try to record a couple at a time and stay ahead of the curve, and so Katie doesn't yell at me, but, (laughs) um, but, like, right now, I'm kind of at a loss, so, like, a couple weeks ago, I put up a Facebook post, who's doing something awesome in Jackson? Nice. And, um... Any responses? Yeah, uh, so Ronnie Coleman from Soul Quest Church was like, Soul Quest Church is doing awesome stuff, so I was like, okay, you're gonna be on the podcast. Great. And then someone else responded, and I can't remember off the top of my head who that was, but... Um, and so I think both of those are going to be guests on the podcast. Uh, and so, you know, just different, different people from the community. So right now I don't really have,
1: have you done any, um, younger kids that could be potentially pretty funny
0: if you... <laughs> I think the youngest person I've had on is <laughs> probably Seth Nelson. Yeah. Uh, wow. who he's as mature as most adults. So, mm. um, and he's, he's younger than he looks. He's 21. Okay. So uh, I think that's right. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, Seth. But yeah. So right now I don't have too many people in mind for future shows. So if you have ideas, feel free to, feel free to email me. Preferably not you. If you know what I'm saying like I prefer when other people suggest people. Yeah. It's a little weird when someone's like, "Oh, have me on the podcast." Um, but uh, unless I know them already, you know. Um, so, but yeah, I'm always looking for ideas because. Good. So you know that's if we come out with one every two weeks, it's like twenty five um 26 27 28 a year depending on how the the month weeks fall um and so I've I've been hosting for at least the last I was looking at during the break I mean this is gonna be like episode 70 that I've been involved with probably at least and which is pretty ridiculous to think about yeah it
1: is. that is every time I, I think of of roles like this as a host of something my my weird brain just goes to Mike Rowe and Dirty Jobs. I, I think that's just such a great way to, to gain an appreciation for someone's mm-hmm. work in the community. Um, and I mean, do you ever see yourself doing a, a podcast outside of this room?
0: Well, so Chance and I, Chance Smith and I, tried to host one for a while. Yeah. Uh, and we just didn't stick with it long enough, or it just didn't take off quick enough. This one, I don't really care about the statistics of. That one was more of a goal of making some followers. And, yeah. Um, and so, I mean, if the opportunity comes along and I've got the free time to do it, uh, which doesn't I seem likely... I think it would likely, be so
1: cool to do it on-location yeah, podcast.
0: becomes a lot more time-consuming at yeah. that point. Um, fortunately, almost everybody comes here for mm-hmm. these and it makes it real easy to do. So, we've done it in the past. There had been one or two that were on location, mm-hmm. um, but most of the time people come here. Nice.
1: Well, speaking of locations, going back to your personal life, um, I think that you and your wife do something pretty cool or... You're the one who's doing the surprising um, you, you take a, a surprise anniversary trip every year
0: um, yeah tell us more so um, <laughs> my wife has this this ridiculously strong trust in me um, <laughs> and and so every year for our anniversary I plan uh, a surprise anniversary trip. Surprise in the fact that she doesn't know what we're where we're going. No one
1: knows. No like, one we knows. We try and get it out of them, yeah. but it's not happening.
0: Only occasionally some human beings know because they, they're friends that live in that area and I set up meetings with them and they just know that we're coming there. They don't know any other yeah. details. Um, and, and so, like, she, I give her a packing list, but like, so two years ago we went we went to Texas okay. and spent a week and a couple of days in Texas and we try to explore the whole state while we we're doing it. So we started in Houston, went down to Corpus Christi, went came up to San Antonio and Austin and then Dallas. We didn't go out east because it's a lot of driving. It is a lot of driving, and one of the reasons we're buying a new Subaru because it's <laughs> it's got a lot of miles on it. But it's a lot of fun to see a state like that, and uh, and so but so when we were going down there though. Um, she i know she doesn't find out where we're going like we had left tennessee and she still didn't know where we were going and and but we went straight down so we went to have lunch in new orleans before we went over to houston and Psych. so so she was super set that we were going to to louisiana for the week and i even played house of the rising sun uh, which in the car which is a, a song about new orleans yeah and uh and and she was super convinced and then i was like we're not we're not staying here and uh and so we had beignets and then we drove on to houston and and so like she doesn't know and so like this year i'm already planning and we're gonna go to i'm kidding i wouldn't tell you that right now <laughs> um told but, you guys he's good but uh, we uh, we have a good time, and we like to explore the state and get to know the state and see what it's like and see why locals love it. Like we don't eat at chains when we're there, and mm-hmm. we try to see the, the the museums and stuff, and and. Do
1: you give free marketing advice to uh, local businesses?
0: I have <laughs> uh, on a couple occasions. Uh, my wife loves llamas, um, and which is a whole other thing. But she loves llamas, and so usually. I am able to find a lo. I'm able to find a location in the state that will allow us to hang out with their llamas, um, <laughs> which is pretty weird. But oh my gosh! Yes. In Dallas, there's actually a company that you can walk their llamas. Like it's a it's a hike. They go on a hike. Oh, a llamas. llama walk. Yeah, yeah. But and so in Mississippi last year, there was this little place that had you could come and feed their llamas and and do some other stuff and uh, they had a little gift shop. and... <laughs> And she was just so we ended up talking about marketing for thirty minutes because she didn't know how Tripadvisor worked, and I was like, "You need to get your Tripadvisor game, game changer up. for yeah. tourists stuff." Um, so so yeah, it sometimes happens. I try not to. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fun not being in a place where everybody knows what you do and. Um. So you can not have to talk about it if you don't want to, and mm-hmm. um, I generally enjoy talking about it though. So I, I, I yeah, do. Yeah. you've do got like good to advice to share. So. Try to, but so we so we go to. It's it's a lot of fun. Um. It takes a lot of work on my end on the upfront. Um. But you know you get to one of my favorite things about it, um, other than just getting to spend a week a week away with my wife is, we, uh, I know things about people's hometowns. That nobody else knows, mm-hmm. and so like I'll talk to someone who's from I don't know some random town, and I will have been nearby and been to some random restaurant because we go to where all the, we find out where the local places are that are there, and and I'll be like, oh yeah, uh, you know you're from Kokomo, Indiana. Have you been to the glass plant? And mm-hmm. uh, and they'll be like, yeah, I love it. you know the Kokomo Kokomo Opalescent Glass plant Factory is this amazing glass factory between <laughs> between uh, Purdue. And Indianapolis, and you can stop there and watch them blow glass. Wow. And they make some of the finest glass in all of the world for stained glass. And it's right there, and you can tour <laughs> and watch it. But because it's those little things like that that give it a sense of place, and mm-hmm. it's the same reason I love working with like the Convention and Visitors Bureau and the Chamber, because you get to tell the story of all these places that make... A place, the place. It's yeah. the people and those those ish businesses. Everywhere has a McDonald's, not everywhere has a Jamaican, African cuisine, mm-hmm. or a or a Mediterranean restaurant, or a um, or a chandelier like. Those places make a place a place, and part of the reason I enjoy my job so much is I get to help those places.
1: In doing so, does it make, does it make the world seem bigger or smaller? Bigger. Because if
0: you think about like, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought about the fact that um, you ever seen a plane fly overhead and mm-hmm. you think... There's, where, where are those people going? No. Well, yeah, but there's 300, 400 people on there and every single one of them has a family. Yeah. Every single one of them has a job, probably. Every single one of them has thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And then you think about how big our country is. Um, you know, we drove to we had some friends in Corinth Mississippi and we drove down there and had pizza at the pizza grocery super cool place
1: Corinth is a cool little town it's a
0: cool little town they've got a lot going on and how weird it is Like I didn't know a single person in the building
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know come in Jackson I regularly see people I know but I didn't know a single person in that building and you know how big that makes the world feel Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's so many people that you know we don't know and you know there's people in our town that you know, neither of us have ever met before, yeah. and um, that makes the world seem very big to me. Um,
1: I agree. I, I, I think very similarly, and and doing the podcast helps make you know make those connections with people mm-hmm. right here in your own town that you probably would have never met. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. So, Kevin, obviously, you're you're quite busy with work and traveling. Apparently, that's um,
0: one week a year. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a full week. Yeah, um, it's a full week. What what kinds of things do you find yourself getting into here in West Tennessee um, when you're not working on the business, which is a 24-hour-a-day it job? Is,
0: it is. So there's, when you own your own business, there's very little separation between your business and your, rest of your life. But outside of that and outside of spending time with my wife, um, the biggest thing we're involved with is our church. So we go to First Baptist on North Highland. Um, been teaching Sunday school there for almost as long as I've been in Jackson. I've been in Jackson for 10 years now and, um, taught almost a full generation of kids at first Baptist, which is super weird. Like some of them are married and adults now and it's just super odd. Um, but then, uh, also I'm on the board of Madison County CASA and, uh, we help children that are in the foster care system, which is near and dear to Renee and I's heart. Um, CASA is a great organization that has volunteers that help children, help advocate for children in the court system. And, and so what that means is, like, mom has a lawyer, the state has a lawyer, the kid doesn't always get their interests represented, and so mm-hmm. CASA volunteers make sure the best thing happens, helps make, helps make sure the best thing happens for that kid happens. Nice. Um, and then Renee and I have been foster parents. Um, we don't have a placement right now. We had one for a year, um, which was by far the hardest thing I've done in my life. I mean, we got married when we were 20. Even harder
1: than starting a business?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, we got married when we were 21. I started a business when I was 26. My year being a foster parent was by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. In what ways? Um, emotionally, uh, trying, dealing with a child and her family that have a whole different set of issues than than my family. And and as a foster parent, you're really paying for someone else's sin. And what I mean by that is her parents have made some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. And we are the people that are having to take care of her and deal with the repercussions of those decisions. But at the same time, having the opportunity to be... A safe, loving place for a child who's had, like, no chance. No chance, and and a terrible, terrible, terrible thing happened to them, Um, was was a great experience. Um, It's a hard thing to do. Um, It's a hard situation to put yourself in. Um, And if anybody wants to talk about becoming foster parents, I'd be glad to. Yeah, we'd be glad to talk to them about it. Because there's a lot, we they need more foster parents. And, um, and so, you know, the Adelsbergers stay pretty busy. Um, we, uh, but we, we love our community. We love our church. Um, and so being busy with those things is, it's not so bad. And then I like to read when I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> so, um, I'm trying to read a bunch of books this year, but. Good. Any ones that come to mind? Um. Uh, you know, there's been some good ones.
1: Um, that's my that's my my downfall. That's my one character flaw I would admit to is I cannot sit still long enough to read a book.
0: Well, you you do it in little increments. I read about I read for about thirty minutes a night and, and make progress on books and. Nice. Um, you know, there's been several good ones. I did read one by a local Jacksonian this year, um, Ted Cluck, who I mentioned a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, read his book. His, he has a memoir on adopting his two sons from Ukraine uh, very touching very good well written book and you can get it at the public library actually so nice. um, you can how Jackson can you get <laughs> you can you can go to the Jackson public library and rent and check out a book like a real deal published book by someone who teaches at Union you know and mm-hmm. raises his family in this community so um, you can ch- I, I would it's called Hello I Love You I think and so um, I would I would encourage you all to go check that out it's a great book Me neat
1: Speaking of checking things out, we're about to embark on a journey called BizTech Roadshow. I was
0: wondering where that transition was going because <laughs> that was um, and, could have went a lot of different yes, ways.
1: For our listeners who aren't in Jackson, uh, there's a good chance we could be coming to a city near you or county near you, I should say. Yeah. Um, so BizTech Roadshow is a, is a joint venture between the co and Kevin with, with Adler Burgers Marketing. And... Um, I am I'm, I'm super excited about this. It's a 15-day tour. We've got t-shirts. We've got buses. Kevin's going to be talking about social media and entrepreneurship. Um, I, I think this is, this is going to be a pretty impactful tour. But uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, what are you looking forward to most?
0: Well, you know, I love people. Yeah. And so, um, you know, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. A classic saying around here at The Co. Yep. Um, and I'm about to make a whole lot of new friends over yep. 15 counties uh, in the West Tennessee. And so, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of time. And I'm not looking forward to that. I've already put in, <laughs> I've already put in like 30 or 35 hours putting this thing together. But um, the rest of it, you know, the payoff will be good. And, oh, yeah. and really getting to see, meet people. Um, and and I'm from a small town. West Frankfort, Illinois is 6,500 people on a good day. Um, I don't know if it was that small. It's, Yeah. And so, I get a lot of these people's experiences, and so, it's exciting to get to go to small towns, because, uh, you know, you get to, you get to, you know, meet people, uh, all walks of life, and, you know, we get to go places like Miss Pat's when we're in Selma and get Slugburgers. Yeah, buddy. I'm excited, like, I, uh, (laughs) uh, nobody knows what they are yet, but I'm excited about introducing everybody to Slugburgers when we're in Selma, so... Great. It's gonna be fun. Great,
1: and hopefully it will
0: increase business for you. Yeah, you know, if it does that, that's great. If it doesn't, we've got okay. plenty work to do here in Jackson. Yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah, um, you know, it's part of the long term investment in the brand. It's it's building relationships with people mm-hmm. um, that will probably eventually, you know, one way or another, lead to business. But if it doesn't, I'm also okay with that. Like, I'm not going and hard pitching anybody. No, um, I don't go and sell. It's to educate. It's to educate uh provide value i don't go and sell people because uh nobody really likes salespeople that much and nobody trusts them nobody trusts sales people so i <laughs> my my instinct is actually to not do business with people good uh and uh that instinct to not do business with people has oh, well, ended up into a lot we're of we're gonna business. find someone else to
1: do your job then anyway. yeah
0: <laughs> i'm just there to educate dan
1: just yep. there to educate well cool well i think uh this, this wraps up our podcast um i just want to say a few words about kevin guys uh If if you have a small business here in Jackson, I think no, no, no,
0: Dan, (laughs) no. Do you not want me to say this? No, you're okay. You can you can skip that part. Okay, no no selfless plugs. I'm gonna leave all this in, by the way, (laughs) because I edit the podcast. Dang it,
1: I'm not good at these. This is my this is my first, and this is your seventieth or whatever
0: number. So I'm I'm handing Dan the notes that I end every episode with.
1: Yeah. Alright, folks. Well, I think this wraps up our amazing podcast here with Kevin Adelsberger with Adelsberger Marketing and the man behind the mic of the R. Jackson Home Podcast. Uh, I just want to say thank you for helping make Jackson a better place and choosing it to make it your home. Well, thank um, you, Dan. Yeah, appreciate it. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. I've gotten to know some things about you I didn't know even though I see you almost every single day. Um, and that's, that's the benefit of podcasts. You sit down with people and you learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so for some credits, uh, today's podcast was hosted by me, Dan Drogash. Um, Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden, and it was recorded live at The Co. And to find out more about The Co, visit our website. That's www.attheco.com. And that is the word at, not the at symbol. Uh, To find out more about R. Jackson Home, and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, because it is, visit rjacksonhome.com. And we'll see you guys next time.